going to talk about some of the trades that, that greatly benefited the Cardinals and, you know, a couple that really went the wrong way for them, which there aren't that many. And the, another reason why they're looked at as this great organization, like the organization to be in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, so you want to talk about one of the big trades that the Cardinals were the beneficiaries of. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking... Jeez, you remember the the summer of love and yeah. you know the aides were like you know we have to mention Billy Bean somehow yeah. but they they <laughs> just unloaded Mark McGuire to the Cardinals and really got nothing in return huh Yeah, I mean before talking about all the good things <laughs> yeah. about Cardinals I want to preface this that um <clears throat> Scott and I had a hell of a time trying to figure out some bad trades that yeah. these Mofos, me. <laughs> Here's the thing with Cardinals: they are a model organization. Oh. They always have. They always make the right decision. <clears throat> right now, they're developing pitchers. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong they could. I mean, there's there's a couple of bad trades that they made in their history, but they constantly have these amazing, amazing trades. Yep. The summer of love, you know. <laughs> yep. The summer of Royds, Mister <laughs> McGuire, who actually used to be my favorite player when I was a little kid. Yep. <clears throat> Even though I'm a Giants fan. So yeah, the summer of love. Um, basically, the ace and Mark McGuire for like nobodies, like Blake Stein and yeah. I don't know T.J. Matthews, T.J. Matthews, some other guy, some other dude. Yeah. So ba- that's what happened, you know. And then McGuire goes on to like having a, you know, potentially get into the Hall of Fame, and then. People find that he he juiced up and he falls out of love. And if you think about it, it's kind of one of the low points in St. Louis Cardinals history. Even even though they initially started out really well, it's one of the high points. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you like food, I mean the 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 Cardinals got a Big Mac and they has got like you know a couple of fries and a, yeah. and a chicken McNugget or something yeah. like that, right? It just it was awful in the in the end. So, but but at the end, what happened was, you know, the Cardinals got like a Big Mac, and then they ended up eating too much fat, and they got a heart attack. Yeah, there you go. But it was still a great trade. For now them. they're on they're on a steady diet of uh, winning again. Yeah. So, but something that didn't backfire for them was yeah. Lou Brock. Yep. The greatest base dealer of all time until Ricky Henderson came along. That's right. He was Ricky Henderson before Ricky Henderson. And that was a great trade. And that's another another thing you get really jealous of the Cardinals for. Because yep. they essentially gave up, you know, a couple of aging pitchers. Maybe Bobby Shantz was a good pitcher yeah. at some point. Or yep. Doug Clemens or Ernie Bruglia. Mm-hmm. And they got, you know, that's such an amazing... And this guy was, like, instrumental in their, like, these great teams. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's one thing to kind of define the Cardinals in, in many good ways as, as a great model organization by the fact that Amir and I had a hard time just thinking of awful trades the Cardinals were the on the wrong end of. But you look at how the Cubs have won nothing in over a hundred years, and here they are giving up guys like you know Lou Brock for you know a couple of Big Macs or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really nothing. Guys at the end of their careers, right? The yeah. Good days behind them. So. I think model uh, organizations like the Cardinals can really see that. Um, yeah. And so, but the 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 one trade that we really want to talk about, a really positive one, was yeah. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Going from the Padres to the Cardinals for Gary Templeton. 
And before we all start talking about like, oh, what a stupid trade for Padres and yeah. you know, blah 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 blah, yeah. you got to realize Gary Templeton was like an MVP caliber shortstop, yeah. Yeah. and he could hit. He batted three hundred. He got tons of triples. I think he led the league in triples like three times. One time got nineteen triples. Mm-hmm. And then you got eighteen. Yeah. He was actually like he won the Silver Slugger three times. He was an all-star a couple of times. He actually got some MVP votings with when he was with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So when he got traded for Ozzie Smith, who was a great defensive player, everybody knows yep. that, yep. it actually seemed like it might have been a better trade for the Padres. Yeah. Because they get like this guy who can, who's a flashy shortstop, mm-hmm. can hit for like a guy who can play defense, but right. you have, they're a dime a dozen, supposedly. Yeah. And, but, and then, Ozzy Smith ended up being one instrumental in their World Series, and he became an All Star year in and out. Yep. He became a Gold Glover, and then towards the end of his career, he actually ended up hitting pretty well too. You know, Ozzy Smith is someone who's known for his defense. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz, the, the backflips, the Gold Gloves, and all that. But you know, for someone who is known as a defensive player, he had pretty decent, I mean, for this is for a defensive player, decent offensive numbers. I mean, not a great average overall, but he had a lot of stolen bases. What, at least 400, maybe more? Um, you know, he is someone who yeah. had over 2,000 hits. I mean, mm-hmm. low 2,000s, but... Mm-hmm. I would take that for this, you know, quote-unquote defensive specialist any yeah. time. Yeah. So, and, you know, we all know about the defense and what, you know, there are advanced stats now, right, that can show you, like, how many wins you may have saved with your defense. Yeah. But I do remember that trade happening. I mean, it, it, the Padres and Cardinals just swapped um, shortstops who both sported number one on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. and. I remember asking my dad as a kid why the Padres did that trade or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned something about, and I haven't researched this, so I don't really know, but he mm-hmm. mentioned something about Gary Templeton, because his career kind of went downhill slightly yeah. after, shortly after that. And oh, yeah. He may have had a mental breakdown, I don't recall, uh, but I, again, I haven't researched it, but... I would actually lo- love your uh, your um, thoughts on this because when you're mentioning those great uh, numbers and, and awards that Gary Templeton mm-hmm. um, for his career, it reminds me of, of an earlier podcast we did where Joe Carter and um, Roberto Alomar Jr. were traded yeah. for McGriff and Tony Fernandez. Yeah. And if you just look at the infielders, Tony Fernandez for Roberto Alomar, that reminds me of... of Gary Templeton for Ozzie Smith because mm-hmm. Fernandez is already established, good yeah. fielder, good hitter, veteran, and Roberto Alomar, not you know, for the most part, kind of unknown, mm-hmm. still young. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of that comparison? Yeah, no, it's definitely a great comparison. I think what's interesting about this is in that trade, you almost kind of say like, and I think you almost think about like, well. I could see trading Fernandez for Alomar at that mm-hmm. time. Right. Or the other way, you could say, well, I could see trading, getting Alomar because he's a young guy. Yep. And in this case, maybe that is actually a great point. You know, mm-hmm. you're right. That's a mm-hmm. great point because Ozzy Smith was 26. Mm-hmm. Um, Templeton was 25. But That's very so, young, actually. So Templeton was younger than Ozzy Smith. Tem- Templeton was younger. Huh. And interesting. Had, like, I mean, his numbers were like... Yeah. 
he had over 300 for right. for a shortstop back yeah. then. When shortstops, it's a big deal. They just wanted you to catch the ball. Yeah. Now, I don't, I'm not sure about his defense. Yeah. For all I know, <clears throat> maybe his defense wasn't great. Yeah. Although, it sounded like he was. From what I remember when he was at the Padres, yeah. uh, he seemed like a pretty good defensive player. Yeah. Something must have happened in 1981, from 81 to 82, yeah. for his hitting to drop. And maybe the, um, the Cardinals knew something or... Right. Or maybe it was just attitude, because right. oftentimes a guy can really be a great player, right? But he might be a cancer around other people, right? Um, and, and maybe they even knew if there's any validity to the kind of mental breakdown, whatever it is, that maybe they got some hints of that, you know, before they made the trade or around that time. And now I never really thought of the kind of the Roberto Alomar, Tony Fernandez mm-hmm. um, end of that. Blue Jays, Padres trade that comparison until you start re- ripping off um, mm-hmm. Gary Templeton's numbers. So mm-hmm. interesting because he came up, I think, in '79 with the Padres, and and um, you know soon after, uh, what '82 I think was oh, no '1970. Oh yeah, so they did come up at the same time. Yeah, I'm, they I'm, did. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ozzie Smith was a rookie in 1979, yeah. I believe. So yeah. I mean, I just can't see how, um, why you would trade for Ozzy Smith at so just looking yeah. at stats. Yeah. But it ended up being like, you know, it, it goes, you know, yeah. it's the same philosophy you go back to, and you're all like, even in baseball, right. sometimes you got to look past the stats. Right. You look at the, like, our, our beloved Giants, you yeah. know. People look at those numbers and they're like, these guys don't deserve to win, especially last year. But yeah. there's something to be said about chemistry and a guy who's a winner. Right. And Ozzie Smith definitely is a winner. And this is one of those intangibles, right, yeah. that can't be measured through sabermetrics or mm-hmm. really anything else. I mean, by definition, they, they're they not tangible. They can't be seen or, they you know, you <clears throat> maybe kind of feel them kind of in your yeah. intuition or something. But you can't write them on paper. This guy is good. Under these whatever it is, circumstances, team leader, you know, good team teammate. So, yeah, and and, um, and you know, I mean, the players that are included in this trade, like Sixto Lescano and stuff. Like, yeah, he was actually a home run hitter. He ended up hitting hitting some home run. He hit sixteen home runs for the Padres and mm-hmm. uh, eight home runs in another year. I mean, he was a serviceable player. So, yeah. I mean, and the giant and, and the. Cardinals got a pitcher who won him 12 games in 82, and they yeah. went on to, you know, I think, win the World Series that year, right? Or, yeah. or get to the World Series. Yeah, um, against the Brewers, I yeah. believe. And I mean, yeah. I, I do remember at that, around that time, Amir, where the Cardinals and Brewers were involved in um, seemingly a lot of trades. I know that one that's not really talked about is where Raleigh Fingers was kind of in between one of those trades with the Padres, too, and... Never played for the Cardinals, but yeah. But usually when you hear about the Ozzie Smith trade, you think Ozzie Smith and, and Gary Templeton only, but there is a lot. And, and I think you're, what you're saying probably is like there got to be other reasons why the Padres would do that trade yeah. or the Cardinals would do the trade, not knowing what they had, what we're getting in Ozzie Smith. I just can't see why. Yeah. Did, you look at yeah. the stats and yeah. you're like, wow, yeah. like yeah. his numbers, he batted 220 yeah. like most of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Templeton was like a solid, he yeah. was like a superstar. Yeah. Would be, yeah. He would be an all-star today. Yeah, yeah. Like even when, he'd be an all-star in the juice ball era. That's right, that's and right. So, 
And I'm glad you mentioned that the other some of the other players involved because I mean for our listeners, I mean that probably is a reason why that the the, the main players there were, were exchanged because there were there were other like there's other like kind of side stories to that too. Yeah. So, but you know, at the same time, I do want to say something. It, this was definitely a better trade for the Cardinals because yeah. you know Ozzy Smith was an amazing player. He his star power actually made the Cardinals a household name. Yeah. When that, and you know, let's not ignore that. That helps a lot in right. being getting people in butts in the seats, people That's watching right. you on TV, yeah. more revenue, so you can sign more players. So, yeah. Um, and, and Templeton was a pretty good player for the uh, Padres. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was a great one. Yeah. So now we want to talk about. Uh, There's a, another great trade that. Yeah. I mean, I remember the the Yankees or. You know, in the eighties, they're like yeah. giving up all the young talent, and you know they they just like gave away Willie McGee to the Cardinals for this pitcher Bob Sykes, who I believe yeah. retired not much longer um, after that trade. And you know Willie McGee. I mean, if you think of those great Cardinals teams, I mean, you think of Willie McGee and and Ozzie Smith, yeah, and you know it's like ooh. I mean, they got both of those key players in one-sided deals in the end. I love the Yankees, especially the Yankees (laughs) of the 80s. I just love those because they always kept on giving other people players. What happened? I miss those guys. Yeah. I mean, Fred McGriff was one of those guys they gave to the Blue Jays. Jay Buhner. Jay Buhner, yeah. Doug Drabeck, who we mentioned in the previous podcast, right? I mean, all these guys. And um, They were like the farm system... Uh, from yeah. other teams, unlike now, it's, they're the, the beneficiaries of that. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, they were into like signing big name players or you know mediocre players to to you know with to a lot of money, who mm-hmm. they didn't pan out for the most part. Yeah, so. Willie McGee. Um, I like Willie McGee a lot myself. He's yeah. one of my favorite players. Uh, I just love the fact that his you know he's the only guy to win a. Batting title in both divisions in the same year or something like that. Something weird. Yeah. He won. Uh, was is that right? He's he won the division playing for another team he, when he got traded from the Cardinals to the A's at some point. Yeah, yeah, that was that one of those late you know trade deadline deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I vaguely remember that that's a stat like that or accomplishment like that. He's a, he's a good player. I used to remember this like I used to, when I was a kid. I used to watch him and. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this superstition that, like, you know, I'd want to think about... I look at a batter, and I'm like, okay, he's going to get a hit. Mm-hmm. And whenever, like, Willie McGee sometimes from time to time would take his helmet off, and he starts scratching his yep. head. Yep. And I'd always say, like, well, whenever he takes his helmet off and yeah. starts scratching his head, he's going to yep. get a hit. And uh, I think it was right. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah, you know, Willie McGee is one of my all-time favorite giants. He's probably number one. I, I mentioned in the previous podcast, I loved... Billy Swift and Mike Jackson as, as favorite Giants. And Willie McGee is at the top of the list, though. I loved him with the Giants. And, you know, he has one of my favorite MVP winning seasons ever. That mm-hmm. I think he had yeah. hit 350 or 360-something. And not that many home runs. None of those Cardinals players had many home runs back then. Yeah. And a lot of stolen bases. He was a multiple, um, like, you know, another... Uh, Podcast uh, name we mentioned Andy Van Slyke, a Gold Glover in center field, mm-hmm. and um, geez, those Cardinals teams were defense and 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 speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know McGee and 
uh, Ozzy Smith were, yeah. you know, there and, and amazing, absolutely amazing. His stats are awesome. Like, I'm looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, these are stats that get me excited. 216 yeah. hits, 26 doubles, yeah. 18 triples, 10 yeah. home runs, yep. 82 RBI, 56 stolen bases, mm-hmm. 353 average. Just, like, solid. Yep. You know, it's funny. St. Louis, at one point, if you remember, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. had a really... They, the fence was really far away on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in now, like, they want more home runs, they brought in yeah. the fence. Yeah. Yeah, it's more hitter-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, Willie McGee was, you know, he was a great pinch hitter, too. And uh, he was one of the, not the last player, maybe Victorino, Shane Victorino, but he was one of the last players to wear that double flap helmet oh, yeah, on yeah, each yeah. ear. And, you know, Ozzie Smith may have been the last guy to wear the flapless helmet. Mm. Like, they grandfathered in the guys before they changed that rule. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. There's your helmet education for the night. <laughs> um, and so now we're going to talk about some of the very few bad uh, trades, these damn Cardinals, but some of them that they've made. Um, one of them that comes to mind is uh, they traded Steve Carlton at, at his prime. Yeah. Um, and... Well, go ahead. Steve Carlton went from the St. Louis Cardinals to the Philadelphia Phillies for Rick Wise, who was, you know, a decent starting pitcher and has one of the all-time greatest games, I believe. It was Rick Wise who had a no-hitter, who pitched a no-hitter and hit two home runs in the same game, if, mm-hmm. not, if I'm not mistaken. I, I may be, but I... I um, but Steve Carlton was great with the Cardinals, one of the best pitching seasons ever, his mm-hmm. Cy Young with, with the yeah. Cardinals, winning a high percentage percentage of an awful Cardinals team's mm-hmm. uh, games that season. Yeah, I mean, the next year, I mean, he won 20 games in 71, and Rick Wise was a good pitcher, too. You know, Rick Wise ended up winning about 181 uh, games. Okay. Carlton, 350, I believe. Yeah. Um, 350-some. Yeah. Um, but the next year he went to the Phillies, he won 27 games. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, he had, he was part of the team, part of the Phillies team that won their first World Series. Yeah. And obviously he had an amazing year. So that's a pretty bad trade. But it's still not so bad because Rick Wise was a good pitcher for, yeah. for the Cardinals. Yeah. And then the next bad one. Also Steve Carlton, too, though. I mean, if you think of all-time greatest lefties, right? Sandy Koufax, you know, Warren Spahn, Steve yeah. Carlton, and Randy Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So, I mean, it was a great trade, and it was a, it was a bad trade for the Cardinals. Yeah. Rare, great bad trade. trade. Rare, bad trade. And then, um, I guess the next one that we want to talk about, there was one other bad one, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, uh, geez, I mean, we like talking about those young Expos teams. And, you know, at the top of their, you know, near the top, but number one, number two starting pitchers was Ken Hill. Well, yeah. the Cardinals... Gave away Ken Hill, in my opinion. All they got back was Andres Galarraga. And Galarraga had hardly played for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He was signed for one year, but he was injured a lot. Mm-hmm. He was injured a lot before he went to St. Louis, right? So Ken Hill ended up being a solid starting pitcher for the mm-hmm. Expos. And I think he was second in Cy Young um, one of those seasons. Probably 94, the, the strike-shortened oh, yeah. season mm-hmm. that... The Summer of Love helped uh, rescue four years later. Yeah, I know. Thank goodness for Summer of Love. <laughs> um, and then uh, the next one is basically, this is something you mentioned earlier today. Um, 
Dan Heron for oh, Mark Mulder. Yeah. That was a, this is amazing. <laughs> and we finished off with our regular <laughs> Billy Bean uh, story of the day. It's not MLB trade history without the Billy Bean uh, commentary. So the Cardinals sent Derek Barton, Kiki, Kiko Calero, and Dan Heron for Mark Mulder. And essentially Mark Mulder ended his career when he went to the Cardinals. Yep. Heron is still pitching, became one of the better pitchers in the league. Yep. Calero was a really good middle reliever, and Barton was a serviceable first baseman pinch hitter yeah. for the A's. So. I think the Cardinals expected to get a lot, lot more. I mean, unfortunately, you know, his career was cut short, and he never did much. And he tried that comeback, you know, was it last year, or he was going to try another comeback recently, and mm-hmm. just did not work out. So, what you got instead was a guy making money, and you lose out on, you know, some young players, and you know, especially Dan Heron. And uh, now a TV guy for ESPN, right? Yeah. So. It's got nice hair, though. <laughs> nice yeah. gel hair. There you go. There you go.